The Field of Dreams game is finally here, and we learn a lot about Iowa and corn, apparently. Plus, the greatest, most iconic sports bracket unfolds. We're through with round one. We'll discuss next. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown. The one and only Canadian Biggie. Welcome back, Biggie. How was uh, the Great White North? Uh, it's still white. It's the North, but it wasn't the frozen tundra. So, uh, did you have a good time? It's always a good time when you get to see good friends. Did you cross uh, international boundaries? Uh, not this time. Okay. I went to northern Minnesota to see Bonehammer, and that was as far as I made it towards uh, my Canadian roots. <laughs> what did you say you forgot and you got a little chilly? I forgot a hoodie because on, in North man. Dakota this time of year, uh, when we first got there, it was 50 degrees overnight. Now, during the day, we'll get 90, 95, no humidity. My kids all packed there, so I'm typically prepared. I was not. So in the evening, I went inside. So you had the perfect opportunity to take the We Don't Know Sports hoodie with you and you just dropped the ball. I mean, that's I, a I, huge billboard we didn't get access to. I completely dropped it. Luckily for me, my kids are smarter and better than me, so they took theirs, and my sister, right, niece, that, and her friends are all purchasing. That kind of makes up. Just don't fumble again. We're about to cut you. Damn. That's <laughs> pressure. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> we, are, we are glad you're back. Uh, I will ask you, though, it, it's hot as hell today, so like, did you acclimate, acclimate correctly coming back? But I, It is... I don't know where everybody's at when you're listening to this, but in West by God, Virginia today, I think the heat index is like 106. It sucks. It's crazy. When I was in North Dakota, it was 94 degrees. I was outside in jeans and a t-shirt working, and I felt good because there's no humidity. When I first came back here, uh, super hot. God, I forgot about the humidity. Today's for an example. I've been back five days. The temperature was 93. The heat index was like 104 and 106. There, I was melting. seven today. Too hot. Yeah, way too hot. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I feel like I got a little sunburn on top of my head, and I got hair now. It's crazy. You know, I'll take it, though, because I'd rather have 100 degrees right now than negative 47 in January. I don't know what that's like. You don't want to know. <laughs> well, the, uh, the the evening here, even though it's you know still in the 80s, it's like 10 o'clock right now, but... We were really excited for a sporting event that Mr. Brown, you and I really wanted to go to last year, and COVID kind of derailed that. But what, what's been the enjoyment for the evening? Field of Dreams game. You know, we have the Sox and the Yanks. And to me, we was talking earlier, personally, I think it needs to be the Sox every year, just like the so you, Lions on Thanksgiving. But Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. That's kind of a, a nice thing because that's, that's roots with the movie. Correct. And I like the inaugural one that had the Yankees because you had to pick an old-school team. That was playing when Shoeless Joe and all them played right, right, to make right. it more nostalgic, you know, and yeah. draw the fans. But, but you can easily rotate between the Sox, who should be there. I completely agree. And you can throw in the Red Sox and some of the the Tigers, some of these teams that were around during that, that time. So we're not we're not saying that the the Sox are guaranteed to be in it every year. It's just what should happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they were saying Manfred kind of slipped and said the Cubs are going to be in it next year, but. We'll if see. so, it might be the Cubs and Reds. Could you? The Reds have so many old school uh, uniforms. They do. Know? They do. They bring out the red legs again. There you go. They're, you know, I'd I prefer it be uh, <laughs> Cubs and Reds, sure. but if the Cubs are in it, it's going to be Cubs Cardinals. Yeah, possibly. That's stupid shit, birds. <laughs> All I got to say, watching this, it's just amazing the way they put it together. Even in the outfield, I was talking to Mister Brown earlier, and. You're thinking, okay, how far are the fields? You know, what are they doing for a fence? And it doesn't even look like a fence. It's painted like it's damn corn stalks. So let, let's let's kind of rewind here yeah, for a second. So, so, Biggie, you, you missed a little bit of it because you have kids and they have extracurricular activities. And, you know, we, we sat here and enjoyed it while you were doing busy things as a, as a single dad. Shout out to all the single dads out there. But uh, anyway, you know, we, we, were, we were saying there was like some we wish and we hopes, right? And one of those was... Let's have them walk through the corn. And damn it, did they not do it? And was it not majestic? Like, I thought it was great. It was great. I thought they were going to do it, like call the starting lineup and do it. But the way they just did it and uh, walked out was even better. Just with the music kind of right. playing? Well, first it starts with Kevin Costner, comes walking through the corn. Milked it. 
with the song was playing in the background. He did. He he, he played it well. I, we were talking like it was kind of like a wrestling into a WrestleMania, and the whole thing felt like a WrestleMania moment. It, that's how like I got chills it was, watching it. It was it was like a Triple H entrance. You know, you're you're going to break out all the pageantry for this. But so Costner, we thought he was going to throw out the first pitch. He didn't do Had it. The ball in his hand. I don't know, like what happened there, but like it, I don't, maybe that ball he got signed by all the play. I don't know what it was, but he. He walks through the corn first, and he's just soaking it in. You know, it's like you talk about wrestling. It's like when the rocks, like, yeah. you know, doing the he's sniffing. I'm so, I tried to make the noise so they could hear me <laughs> sniffing, but uh, actually, I have clean nasal passages right go. now. But anyway, you know, he, he's doing the, the the soak in all that, and then just with nothing, they they start appearing out of the corn behind him, and they come like what six at a time, maybe, yeah. yeah. So, so you get it staggered in, and they don't do it like per team; it's mixed. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I wish I'd have seen that live Man. because we, we we had that conversation because they hadn't announced how they were going to do it. That's how it's got to be. I'm glad that's how it went. Oh, well, once I saw that there was that opening in center field, I knew that's what was going to happen. Uh, I mean, we I said that better be what happens. <laughs> but like he Cosner stood out there. He walked out to where like you would see the second baseman as a cutoff in the outfield. And he's standing there, and, like, the players, they're in awe, and you can tell. So they're walking in. They're all giving him handshakes. And then I don't remember which one, but one went to the first base side, one went to the third base side, and they just lined up in the infield like like you would for a starting lineup. Yep. And they were just shaking his hand as they walked in. You could tell they were like kids on Christmas morning. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about before the game, like, what, what was uh, Aaron Judge, like, they interviewed him. He had a take about all this. Yeah, they were riding their – I think it was a 45-minute bus ride. Um, and then the, no way, nobody was on their phones. He said, like, the whole team, you know, you have a lot of them from, like, you know, Latino background, and they have never been to Iowa. I, <laughs> you know, why would you go to Iowa? Yeah. I guess, but I haven't been to Iowa. But they were just soaking it in, like, the countryside and just in awe. No one was on their phones. They were just, like, just enjoying the moment. Yeah, he said nobody was on their phone. They were just glued to the windows, just, just watching. And – Aaron Judge was talking about how baseball needs to do more stuff like this. And we were talking earlier, like, you remember a few years ago they had the the game at Fort Bragg? Yep. So that was a big deal. And then I know they do the one in Williamsport around the Little League World Series. But, like, outside of this, what else can you do, though? Like, we're talking about, like, all the great baseball movies and stuff like that. But, like, those all were, like, real stadiums and things like that. So, like, what else can you do? Because this is magical. I mean, it really is. Outside of this, you can't do anything else that has the same appeal to it. Like the NHL does their their game on uh, New Year's Day every year, the Winter Classic. Well, that's outdoors. They pick different places. You can do that that game anywhere. For baseball, because it's so historic, it's been played for so many years, there's not many spots that have the same feel to it as this field in Iowa does. I mean, uh, you would go play a historic fin. Oh, they do that 80, 84 yeah. times already. You know I mean? Like Fenway and Wrigley, they're played all year long. I don't think you could like – I'm not even asking to touch this because you're not, but just other venues you could do. So, to me, I thought of like playing at the Durham Bulls Stadium. You know, so yeah. do that. Yep. Or – I mean, really, like when they did the Fort Bragg thing with the Braves a few years back, that was a cool experience. Even though it didn't have movie ties, but it was cool. The I mean, service just, members just there. different things, you know. I mean, what about that ballpark we see the pictures all the time in California on the ocean? Absolutely, I'd play Get one in the there. ocean. Yeah, can't they play the one that's on like the uh, northern border of the United States when you hit a home run? Goes into Canada. Yeah, we hit that <laughs> to another country. <laughs> I mean, or I guess you could hit it over the wall to Mexico. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Fenway. The gray monster. I don't know what you call it. But, uh, <sighs> uh, but you know, the, the point is, like, these are the types, like, people talk about baseball doesn't brand itself very well. Like, this is great branding. It's a Thursday in August, and you have the national spotlight. Now, I'll be interested to see what the television ratings are, but – Regardless of that, that's not why we watch. We watch because we love baseball. We love the movie Field of Dreams. We love everything about this. We love the genetically modified corn that's nine foot tall that, that Biggie definitely says is uh, not natural. He called that out quickly. So props got, to Biggie. got very upset, and then they did a whole segment about what they did to make it look good. They vindicated me. <laughs> but did you hear about the uh, corn sweat? You know about the corn sweat? The what? The corn sweat. I, I do not know. The what? So then here's what happens. So apparently corn puts off this uh, 
perspiration, and it, it seems like that it's way more humid than it really is because mm-hmm. you're around that corn. So they did this whole special on MLB Network about how these players have to be ready because they're going to be soaked through the uniforms because of the corn sweat. Yeah, I was just curious what you had for a background on that because in North Dakota, you know what years more corn's grown than others because it's actually humid. So I knew what you were going. So you, I was just curious if you had was? just heard you something. Just, you just strung yeah, us along. Yeah, yeah. You bastard. It's like a. It's not a fake humidity, but it's there because of the corn. Yep. And they, they said it would clearly affect the outfielders. Oh, yeah. They're soaked. Yeah. All right. So a couple questions about the game. What do you think of the unis? I like the Sox, obviously, better than the Yankees. But uh, they did a nice job. And those helmets are pretty slick, too. The, the Sox helmets are fantastic. And Yankees, really, all they did was just do the fat emblem, right? And Yeah, that's all they did. But The anyway, Yankees don't do a whole lot with their uniforms. No, no. They've been the same forever. And that's fine. It's, it's iconic, but... Like, and I hate, and you got to have the uh, advertising, but a Nike check, really? Come on, man. Yeah. I, you know what? I could have traded off that if they wouldn't have done any flat build hats and just have them look like the real, like, like give them like the Babe Ruth style hats. It's just like barely a piece of oh, cloth. Yeah, yeah, they just yeah. let them. Like the one David Wells wore when he was playing for exactly. the Yankees. Uh, good call out, Biggie. Yeah. You know what I like about this game, and I wish MLB would do, although it'd be hard to do, like we said, you know, particular fields. Right now, this is a national event for baseball. Baseball is such a regional sport. It is the NFL, football, it's just on another level. There's no reason that baseball, you can't know who Fernando Tatis is living in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's so regionalized. I wish that something like this they would do more of. Even like a national game of the week or something. Yeah, just something that's on a Wednesday night on Fox, not a Saturday afternoon. With everything that you can see between – you know, what we watch on our streaming and everything else, just something like this that draws everyone like Monday night football. Right. Like the, the thing is like, we're, we're baseball fans. Like we play fantasy baseball. Not a lot of people do that. Like we can tell you a lot about different players and teams and things like that. The, the, the thing about the state of the league outside of the upcoming, you know, labor negotiations and all that stuff. The state of the league is in great hands because you have a phenomenal amount of young talent right now. And a lot of it is very marketable. Guys like Tatis that you mentioned, guys like Acuna. I mean, even guys like Pete Alonzo. I mean, just it it goes on and on and on. Mike Trout is still a young guy. I I mean, it's insane about the talent they have, but we look at it and we're like, yeah, these guys are stars, but outside of the, it's not like, like, even NBA isn't as popular in the United States as it used to be. You but, live but here you in West what? Virginia, and I ask you to name one or two players off of the San Francisco 49ers, Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Rams, or Chargers. Everybody's going to name one or two or three players. I ask you to name who name the one starting shortstop the is for the average sports fan, and they're yeah. going to struggle. And it's, it's not the team's fault. It's not the player's fault. It's marketing. Because it's all regional, yes, you know. And but you know that's they they're going to have to change some old revenue and things like that. Because like we we're, you know, I was looking earlier. I can't remember if I texted you guys this or not, but the Pirates payroll is like thirty million dollars right now. Uh, the Orioles like they're going to lose a hundred games again this year. I think. I mean, I know last year was a shortened season, but like it's just terrible. Chris Davis did retire though. I, I saw, saw that, Mister O for a hundred. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me touch on the young athletes we got, right? So we have two guys that are on their way out, surefire Hall of Famers, Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. They're at the ends of their career. Yeah, those are probably the only two bats that I can think of that are like Hall of Famers playing right now. Did Miggy get five hundred tonight? I don't know. Are they playing? But like, so you've got all this young talent in the game that's carrying the game right now. There's not like a bunch of old timers still doing it. You have Scherzer on the mound, who's older, but. Um, it's in great hands, like you said. But I'm gonna drop one trivia question here. Uh-oh. Speaking of Miguel Cabrera, so if he does hit, when he does hit his 500th home run, he'll be the third right-hander of all time to be 500, 500 home runs, 300 average, and there was something else. Well, I think it was the uh, so many RBIs, hmm. maybe 2,000 RBIs. So who, who's the other two? Uh, Mike Schmidt. No. <laughs> Uh, right-hander? Yeah, right-hander. I'm going to say Hank Aaron. That's one. Yeah. 
And the other one's going to be Willie Mays? Yes. Right. Nice job. Here's man. what's crazy. Pujols was there, but his latter part of his career dropped him below 300. Yeah, these last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though? He's at a – I hate the Dodgers with the fashion, but it's it's a nice little – you know, he's done well for them. Yeah. Like, he fits a, a role real well. Like, they, they're playing him a lot more than I thought they were going to. Yep. I mean, it's been quite amazing. I, I'd like to see what his splits are since he's gone over to L.A., but – Anyway, uh, yeah, Pudgels is done after this year. I mean, it, it's well, he's like actually fifty three years old. So. Yeah, I mean, at least at least fifty two. Yeah, <laughs> but the the point is, you know, you're right, Biggie. Marketing needs to be there. Field of Dreams is great. Like I was genuinely excited for this. Like, so Mr. Brown is a Braves fan. I'm a Reds fan. Our teams were playing today. And like we're like, hey, it comes on early, so we got time to actually, you know, watch. We don't have to worry about our game. You yep. know, we're, we get to watch that. And you know what? Like, you know, on Sunday nights, you know, I hate ESPN's coverage of baseball, but they do Sunday night baseball, and everybody plays early in the day on Sunday, and then you get the one marquee game yep. later. Like, why can't you do that? Like, you you get in the middle of the week. Usually, you have two evening games on a, a three game series, then you have the early game, right? Because it's a travel day. You got to be able to have one night game. Do, yep. do those national games of the week. All that stuff would help. And, and like, it's fun. Like we're watching the game tonight, and we see the damn pitching coach for the White Sox is trying to eat a raw cob of corn, like an idiot. I don't know what was happening there. Like you don't get that with the NFL. You don't get people trying to literally shuck it right off the. I mean, it's, if I you could shuck that. a wood of corn, what'd you good shuck? Uh. Let me give you one more. So we threw out from Miggy, right? Okay. Here's your here's your Pujols uh, statistic. Where does he rank all time on the all time RBI list? Seventh. You got a guess? Uh he's. This will surprise you. I don't think he's as high as he should be. I'll just say like fifteenth, third all time. Third. He is currently sixty nine RBIs behind Babe Ruth. Damn. Man, I was going the other way with that. Is that not insane? You've got Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and Albert Pujols. Is he a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, that, that, it's insane when you look at that because how bad his Angels contract was and how much he did produce for his Cardinals teams. Yep. Yeah. It's insane. An- Angels paid for his Cardinals production. I mean, it's all it, it, it's Who would have thought third all time? That's crazy. Hank no, Aaron, I was Babe being. Babe Ruth, Albert Pujols. I was being general. I said seventh, and I was thinking he's probably in the top ten. I'll go seven. Like, I never would have said third. Never in a million years would I have thought that. I mean, he's got more than A-Rod, more than Bonds, more than Garrig, Musial, and Cobb. (laughs) Ah. All right, anyways. All right, you've convinced me he is a Hall of Famer. Unanimous? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) It won't be. No, only – I don't know. Are they going to change that now? Will more people be unanimous after? I think Rivera? they will now that they got somebody in. I think Pools will be unanimous. I think yeah. what it is is just some of these old writers are going away. Yeah. You're starting to get some people sprinkled in, and it's just like, oh, wow, it's an obvious decision. I don't have to think about what they did in the 50s now. Okay, yeah, let me go ahead and do yeah. it right Well, there. then you might get your sports writer be like, well, he didn't really answer my question the way I appreciate it. He was kind of a smart aleck. I'm not voting for him. That's, that's exactly what happened. That's the one thing I hate about the Hall of Fame and all venues is that the sports writers just – determine it so you could have a uh, ken griffey jr who should be 100 percent and isn't you could have a chipper jones who should be 100 percent isn't because someone may not like the way they did an interview for him there should be just a basic guideline you hit this this and this mark you're in boom baby mm. Mm. i just tied mr brown in fantasy after beating him beating my ass all week Whee! I don't really like to look at it until the weekend. <laughs> it's a, it's almost the weekend to me, damn it. <laughs> it's what I said earlier. <laughs> God. Uh, oh, I don't know. You're fighting for the playoffs. I there appreciate you your there effort. There you go. <laughs> oh, I'm in a sixth spot. You are. That's that's in. Yeah. If it ended today, you'd be yeah. in. Yeah. I, Drew's not catching. No, I don't think anybody is. Somebody'd yeah. have to get hot. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go to, uh, what's the name of the town? Somewhere in Iowa, eastern Iowa. We go next year. It's 11 hours. I'll take you guys. Oh, you're off. He's used to these uh, cross-country trips. He's he's like, once we're getting across the Mississippi, he gets excited. I'm telling you, if you were to go spend a weekend there, say they play this game on a Thursday night, you stay for a couple days, you'd have some fun out in Iowa. All right, here's what. Chad had a great plan. Go ahead. ahead. Here's what we were thinking. So let's say, let's make it a. A four-day 
four day little trip. Okay, it's eleven hours. Little mini vacation. All right. So I was thinking we could make an eight hour drive on the first day, and maybe take an activity in Chicago the second day. Maybe go see a game at Wrigley. I'd be down for that if the calendars work out. That would have to happen unless the Cubs. Well, we wouldn't be able to do that next year because the Cubs. Might be in it. Yeah, well, I guess we're well, going to see the. They'd be. They could be there the day before. We'll, we'll see just the socks in Chicago. Well, no, nah, we might just travel with the Cubbies. There you go. Maybe we'll just follow the bus. There you go. We're going to Chicago. I got to get the Kevlar ready. I mean, would that be better to uh, get the Kevlar to go to Chicago, <laughs> then go to uh, Iowa? No, I'd be down for that. Hmm. Okay, so that might be the plan. And we know we will invite Drew. Yes, Drew is always <laughs> the uh, fourth guy. Yeah. Oh, and since we're making this a two-day trip, we get to go to uh, United Center. I take a picture by the Jordan statue. I mean, we're in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why, I mean sure. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Only if you hold me in your arms for one picture. I'll hold you in my arms for two pictures. <laughs> I believe I can fly. How can you not be romantic about that? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we love our social media followers. We love the interactions that we get. And one of the things that we've been really good at doing in the past is we we do these brackets. You know, we bring people in and, and it's been a while since, you know, cyber terrorists and things like that. It made us a little bit of uh, gun shy when it comes to doing these. So now that we've kind of reestablished our stronghold, we did a most iconic sports moment bracket. And I, I guess when we talk about iconic moments – like, it, it's just that lasting legacy. Like, which one is more remembered by the masses? And I had a hard time with some of the bracket because, like, there's some really older, you know, moments that are great, like the 1958 NFL championship game that's considered the greatest game. But do people today associate with that? Hell no. Why not? <laughs> they, don't, they don't associate with John Amici scoring no. the touchdown. That was like prehistoric uh, to people Adam nowadays. Amici. Alan Amici. I probably got his name wrong. Because I don't Amici. associate with it. Is he still alive? No. no. <laughs> here, here, here's the problem with this where people are today that uh, view sports. That game, Babe Ruth calling a shot. Some of those things that were really iconic that happened. White Sox throwing World Series. Different things that have affected. If it didn't happen since like 1985 on, people don't pay attention. I personally think, and we saw it so far on our vote, that it seems like the baseball moments, even if they're older, are standing the test of time more than the other sports. I, I got something to chime in here. So, like, but like, I can't think of like the, the NBA and the NFL moments that are back then. I don't really remember anything that's like, oh man. I, how did you feel when you went to the Football Hall of Fame? What was your take? When it you was were awesome. Right. All right, so how did you feel about anything that happened before 1970 at the NFL Hall of Fame? I don't really care. I don't think anybody I mean, it was cool seeing Jim Thorpe and all that, but that's probably the only one that caught my attention. Just just very few. But but if you went to the Baseball Hall of Fame, how are you going to feel about things before 1970? I'll be looking at all of them. Walter Johnson and everybody. The the historicity with baseball versus other sports is unmatched, right? Like, is that fair to say? Is that what's influencing this? Baseball has been around for so long. And the fact that we still compare guys like from Babe Ruth to Hank Aaron to Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, today's players, makes the history of baseball so much more important. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna run through the bracket here, and I want you guys to tell me if you think our fans got it right. And why did a speaker just pop behind us? <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> All right, Miracle on Ice versus. The um, longest year, the Kevin Dyson reach in the Super Bowl, Rams, Titans, yard shorts. Miracle on Ice must have been a one seed. It was. Because right. it is the greatest moment in the history and, of And sports. Miracle on Ice might win the whole thing. You know, I mean, it's got Good a shot. chance. It's got a chance. All right, moving on. All right, so Jesse Owens at the 36 Olympics winning gold in front of Adolf Hitler against uh, Usain Bolt winning uh, gold in the 100 and 200 meter in the same Olympics. Well, Jesse Owens, that's just historic, iconic, but I bet it lost. It moved on. Jesse Whoa. Owens won. The, and it so, was eight nine seed. So the recency okay. bias did not work there. All right, so this one is a tough one. You got a uh, Super Bowl uh, LI. Is that the uh, is that the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl forty nine? That's what that would be. Yes, 
All right, so Super Bowl 49 versus George W. Bush throwing out the first pitch in the World Series after 9-11 in New York. So the first ever overtime NFL championship game, a Super Bowl game, actually, because the NFL champion went to overtime versus uh, the first pitch after 9-11. Now, I am a Patriots fan, so I voted Patriots on this one. W, man, he was warming up the tunnel. He threw a strike. That was American. We slap our dick on your forehead. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that wins. So so I see to that as a 5-12. You know, and what do they say about a five twelve matchup? Twelves uh, got to win. <laughs> That's what happened. It's exactly, and the thing. So let's let's take a moment to reflect, though. How many times in social media do we even put anything remotely political that doesn't have backlash? This one was relatively calm. Everybody, like George W. wins this, walking away, and most people were pretty, you know. I guess nice about because it. that was an American sports moment. It wasn't like a. Democrat, Republican. I just, I remember that. I was so pumped. That, that's just awesome. The fact he went out there and just threw a strike, and he, mm-hmm. did, he didn't stay in front of it. He stood from the mound mm-hmm. and threw a strike from the mound, and he just sit there and waved to the crowd to New, to New York, and then they were like, to me, I was just like, we're back. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite part about that is is having watched it live and then seeing the interview years later where he's got a bulletproof vest on. He's like, damn, I got to do this America baseball, America's pastime. He's in the tunnel firing it, firing it. Like you said, he threw it from the mound. It just, it's like the miracle on ice. It's one of those moments that you will never forget. All right. So that, that, one, that one's going to go far, I think. All right. Uh, let's, let's keep moving. So we talked about how baseball fared really, really well. There's something that did not fare very well in this bracket, and that that is LeBron James. So the decision (laughs) against the 1988 dunk contest, I did not mean to put LeBron against Jordan. I swear I didn't, but it happened. It's just the way it fell apart. So to me, I had the decision as a four seed. It was a huge moment. Like it, for better or worse, we talk about iconic. It doesn't mean it has to be a great moment. It just is a moment, and it changed the NBA. It's probably the only thing that's happened like that in, it, in its nature. Yeah, it got blown out. Well, like, when you think about a lot of uh, people who don't like LeBron, it's from that moment on. Right, right. To be fair, though, I'm an MJ fan. Dominique won that 88 championship. He did. He should have won. It was in Chicago, and that's why they gave it to so MJ. So I, I think our fans got that one wrong. Do you? I, I think the decision's a more iconic moment than the 88 dunk contest. Well, some people's voting it which deci- which one they like better. <laughs> I, I understand. Not more iconic. I understand. Yeah. All right. Willis Reed uh, versus uh, Joe Carter's uh, walk-off in the World Series. Game six. Correct. Easily. Easily. All right, man. That Carter, and then he like he's running around first base. He has to make sure he takes a bag. Three-run shot off Mitch oh, Williams. Wow. Sorry. Another, oh. 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 Judges took him deep, uh, deep before this. Yeah. Back so, to back. It's eight to seven in, in Iowa. Wow. Right Hendricks has fell apart. Stanton. Uh, who has Hendricks? I do. <laughs> I was trying to get the clothes. Oh, man. Let me, let's check our matchup. Yeah, let's wait. Wait a minute. Mr. Brown might be on top again now. It's probably, yep, six to four. <laughs> there goes that ERA. <laughs> Damn it all. I love you, Iowa. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's go back to something right. more important. All right. So, all right. So, definitely Joe Carter. Joe Carter. We, we're all on the same page. The fight of the century. We still love you, Mitch Wild Thing Williams. Just throw that out there. <laughs> the fight of the century versus uh, Battle of the Sexes. So, Battle of the Sexes was the tennis match. Um, Late then, 70s? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mac, or, uh, no, Jimmy Connors and Jimmy uh, Connors and uh, Billie Jean King. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the fight of the century. Ali, uh, overall, did not do well in the bracket, but the fight of the century, see, I'm not a boxing historian. Was that the first one against Foreman, or was that Joe Frazier? It was Frazier. I thought it was Frazier. The jungle was Foreman. You're right. Okay. <clears throat> so there we go. So you, you guys fight of the century? Or was it the thriller in Manila? I don't know. I need to go watch the movie again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, how about John Elway and the drive against Magic Johnson retiring from HIV? To me, Magic Johnson blows that moment away because he is the epitome of an NBA superstar. He's in every commercial, 
he was retiring from the game from a disease that a lot of people thought only gay people got. Yeah. And changed, that you're going to die. It changed yeah. everything. Like, I remember hearing about it in school and health class and, like, we was like, is magic going to die? Like, like you just said, like, it was huge. So when I was a kid, people were deathly afraid of age. You didn't want a blood transfusion, anything like that. It was t- constantly talked about in school, safe sex, all that sort of stuff. People aren't afraid of AIDS anymore. And you want to know why? Because magic's been alive for 30 freaking years. <laughs> and it, it looks healthier now yeah. than ever. So do we all agree that, that magic is the bigger, more iconic moment than the drive? I think so. Okay. I agree. Fans got it wrong. They picked the drive. Seven and ten matchups. Yeah. It wasn't like it was crazy yeah and a lot of people were like well that one wasn't really on the field or on the court it right. was it yeah wasn't just about on the field. Nah, yeah. it was just overall Sports moment all right i got this one as a two seed because it's simply just called the play what is the play biggie uh hmm i don't know come on the play the play it's actually it's the band is out on the field. Mm-hmm. It's called the play. Don't say uh huh when I defer to you to try to give it to everybody and you can't do it. You you just lost all credibility from your trivia earlier. Because uh, to me, I hate that name and I'm not going to honor it because it's not the play. It's the band is on the field. It's the play. And the no, play. it's not the play. It anyway, was seventeen laterals. It, it was against Tiger winning the British Open after his dad passed. The play wins. The play wins. It should win. It should win easily. It did. And Tiger also did not fare real well in the bracket, which I thought recency bias will do him well, but it didn't there. All right, moving on. The Immaculate Reception versus Bird Magic in the NCAA title game in 79. Uh, Immaculate Reception. Yeah. You with it? I could have went either way, honestly. Is that just because you're a Raiders fan? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's uh, immaculate reception. I have a one seed. Like I, I oh, you do. I, I feel like it's iconic. Wow. I think it's I one of the most that. talked about moments in like NFL history ever okay, to this day. Because there's no clear footage of him catching it right. or it hitting the oh, turf. Oh, man, people were salty in the comments about it not really being a catch. Yep. They, they, were, they were letting that be known. All right, we're going to keep moving. We got. I, I bet you it loses its next matchup. Well, it's going to go uh, against the winner of Tiger Woods winning his first Masters against Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. To me, it's Wilt with 100 points, but it was so long ago. It moved yeah. on. It moved on. Okay. It survived. I think Wilt's going to beat the Macko reception. Baseball, Kirk Gibson, the pinch hit home run against the Epic in Miami. And the Epic in Miami is the game where they drug Kellen Winslow off the field. Uh, It's got to be the Gibson home run. It is. But, you know, that's still an iconic moment in NFL. NFL fans got to be upset that one doesn't go. But how do you beat the Kirk Gibson? Wasn't that a double overtime divisional round game against the Dolphins with Don Chula coaching? It was a playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. I, have you ever watched the entire at bat of that Gibson? Hit? Yep, it's amazing. I love the commentary of him and Eckersley afterwards when they're interviewed separately years later, and he's talking about backdoor slider. I knew it was coming, Eckersley. You know how he is. F you. He didn't know that was coming. Like <laughs> I just love it. Here's what's crazy though: it was in the late '80s. That would never happen today. Like a player in that type of shape would not have came out on the field. No, no. Nope. Just my opinion. Never. A manager would have never put a player you, like that you, because they felt like they lost their job. You mean the analytics would not yeah. have supported that? Yep. A crippled player on the field. But Tommy Lasorda <laughs> said, I don't care. I'm going with my gut. You watch him rounding the bases, and he's running slower than I did now at 300 pounds. Right. Uh, it's because he had two bad hamstrings. <laughs> he couldn't mm. even run. to. He, he tried to fire out of the box on one of the pitches at, at the at-bat, and it was it was tough on him, man. I felt for him, but, you know, it, it's it's a moment that lives in that, – that that could be a one-seat almost. That, that's that big a deal. But moving on, uh, the shot hearn around the world versus Malcolm Butler's interception in the Super Bowl. I voted for Malcolm Butler's interception. I mean, that's, that's a, a championship – like ending play it was phenomenal but maybe it's overshadowed because they shouldn't have thrown the ball to begin with yeah to me it's one of those where 
that moment only existed because of a really stupid decision preceding it. Uh, shot heard around the world should move on. Uh, it, it won easily, I believe. That was uh, the Bobby Thompson home run for the Giants. The Giants mm-hmm. win the pennant. The Giants win. You know, I mean, one of the more iconic yep. uh, calls. Can we say something before we go on? Some of these moments are great because of the call that was made. Sometimes. Yep. No Harry Carey moments on here, though. Yeah, the call is as good as the moment. Well, when you don't win, it's kind of hard, right? <laughs> I guess you could have put uh, Harry Carey in the shower at Comiskey. That would have been good. Drunk in the shower with his shirt off. I, I, I mean, you think of uh, Kirby Puckett going yard in game six of the World Series, not to damper on Mr. Brown here. It's a great thing. They win the World Series, and you listen to the call. It's a good call, but he's not that excited. We'll see you tomorrow night. Like, I agree with you. No. I, I, you, you were trying to run down Mr. Brown there, so we're going to keep moving. Uh, another another baseball one. So I, I had this one probably way too high. Uh, it was the um, U.S. women's soccer team back in the 90s. Brandy Chastain hit, hits the penalty kick to win the goal. Rips the shirt takes off. Takes the shirt off. It was on the cover of every freaking magazine, whether it was Time or Sports Illustrated. It was a huge moment, man, and it was it was really just absolutely slaughtered by Bill, Bill Mazeroski's home run. Game seven home run of the 1960 World Series. Yeah. Slaughtered it. But I think he had a little crush on her because that is high for her. That's, that's six seed. That was, a, that was a gift. You know, I was trying to be all about empowerment and equality and equity here, and it, yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, the thrill in Manila up against Ripken Streak. The thrill in Manila I had as a three seed. That three seed should have moved on. It did not. It was winning early. It was beating Ripken. I guess it came back. What happened? I don't know. Baltimore showed up. The streak will not be broken. Exactly. All right. Jimmy V and the NC State Championship team. Jimmy V running around looking for somebody to hug against Carlton Fisk. Carlton Fisk waving it fair. Now, I don't feel like this is a fair matchup because each one of these could have been like a top three seed in my mind. Uh it was a I've, 710, so my bad. I've got to go Jimmy V. That is that run. I just, it, Jimmy V. As a baseball fan, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. And apparently, baseball fans did too. They did not hijack that one. Jimmy V moves on. Okay. All right. More baseball. Lou Gehrig's speech against the Minneapolis Miracle. Minneapolis Miracle. This was the highest voted matchup in our whole tournament so far. So before you tell me that Lou Gehrig's speech won, which I don't know that it did, I'm just going to assume it did because the Vikings always why, lose. Why would you assume that other than the Vikings always lose? The Vikings always lose. Uh, no, because it was probably – I mean, it's a two-seed. The Sox just won on a walk-off. Wow. Oh, now the corn's going to catch on fire. They're letting fire. What are they doing with those fireworks? I told you it was fake corn. Yeah. Wow. Who was that? Tim Anderson. Yeah, yeah, it was. What a game to play here for the first one. A walk-off. You now, can't ma- if you were watching this game and not trying to talk and watch at the same time, the top of the ninth, they go yard, take an 8-7 lead. Two. Bottom of the ninth, yeah. If it could only be that good every year. You could make a movie about this game, the way this thing went. Holy crap. Anyways. That was amazing. But uh, which, what was the matchup? We were talk- you were talking about Gary. Oh, yeah. Highest matchup in our whole bracket, and Gary Glass, I saw, only won by two votes. We need to extend the voting on this. Two votes. Extend the voting for a day. Like anybody well, now, who don't I, vote for Gary is not a sports fan. I, I'm sorry, Big. I, I don't care if you were there or not. I let it set for a entire day with – so, I, you know, it had time. So – it, it's kept getting it. closer and closer. I was getting nervous. Mm, that would have been a travesty if that yeah. would happen. I wonder if there was like some uh, sharing in Vikings groups. There or was. Something That's what there. happened. Mm, those so bastards. What I will say is that I'm fine with Gehrig moving on because that is an extremely iconic moment, and it is sports' most iconic moment brackets. Had that same play happened in a championship game to get to the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl, and it didn't win the bracket, I'd be dumbfounded. All right. Just, I was there, and it it felt it. great. We weren't, and it was a great moment, but it didn't win. So, and I, I put it as a 15 seed because of recency bias. God, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right, let's move on to Jordan's last shot against Gale Sayers. Man, you really pairing Chicago against Chicago themselves. had to make him choose. Well, it's Jordan's last shot. Right. Yeah. In yeah, a landslide. Clearly, clearly. I mean, don't get me wrong. Six TDs in a game as a rookie is amazing, but – it's not Jordan's last shot. That's easy. Moving on. All right, next one. LeBron James bringing the title back to Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, think about that series. It's a big deal. The block, one of the most iconic plays in, in NBA history, and uh, Appalachian State going into the big house. Uh, you wanted LeBron to win one. That's why you went with this matchup. It was a 7-10 matchup. It's the only way that he wins. He did not win. Oh! <laughs> I, I just assumed that he won this one. No, he got he got railroaded. It was it was ugly. In fact, when I pulled this one up, you know, it usually shows the emojis that people picked. It only showed the one because it was so one-sided. <laughs> oh. It should be LeBron there. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I, if you're a football fan, though, like there's not a bigger upset in college football history, probably. like Because that make, Michigan team was coming back with all their stars who could have went pro that didn't yeah. off of – they were going to be national champions. They went champions. 10 and 2 that year. Like they weren't bad. They finished in the top 10, I believe. But all right, we got Glory Road. That is the story of uh, – uh, Texas State. Texas Western. Or Texas Western. You know what school that is now? No. It's UTEP. Okay. What a fall from grace. <laughs> so, if you don't know the story, they uh, were the first um, desegregated. They they weren't all black. They had a white guy, but they played uh, Kentucky. Adolph Rupp and they all had that the token cracker. Yep. So they uh, they end up uh, winning the title, and they were going up against the Ice Bowl, the NFL championship game between the Cowboys and the Packers. Ice Bowl on a landslide. It was. Yeah, yep. yep. Um, so think about that. Think about the players in the ice bowl and just the fact you got, you know, Tom Landry and Vince Lombardi coaching. That's, that's amazing. Yep. All right. Here, uh, we got Michael Phelps winning eight gold medals in the Olympics in one Olympics against the kick six, the Auburn, Alabama kick six. Uh, it's probably Auburn, Alabama that wins this. But to me, Michael Phelps, that's just amazing. The fans agree with you. Yeah. Oh. I, I personally actually I liked the kick six better because I don't care about Olympic sports. That's just how <laughs> the I the kick go, six to me is such a just a fluky play. It is. Uh but it ended Alabama's championship hopes, but it does not advance here. It gets ended by Michael Phelps and his Mothman like wingspan. I agree with Phelps. All right. Uh the greatest game, the nineteen fifty eight NFL championship against Leitner's shot. Leitner's shot. It wasn't even close. That was huge. It's now it was you saw the old hats come out in the comments and talk about how it was a terrible matchup that nobody's gonna vote for because they don't know what it is. But anyway, that's exactly what happened. it is a terrible matchup. I don't know who made these up, but there were some that just weren't paired up very well. Yeah, well that's what happens when we do screwy brackets. Uh so we got uh the sixty eight Olympics. Uh, you know, that's uh the taking the stand, you know, then that raising the fist and the the dude from Australia doing it with them on the uh, podium. You know, this is in the middle of the civil rights movement versus the greatest game that nobody ever saw. So the dream team's inner squad scrimmage that we got to see a lot more of as time has gone on. So you got probably the greatest collection of NBA talent against a iconic moment from the Olympics. If I had to guess who they voted, it's the uh, 68 Olympics. You no? don't, yeah, you don't know our audience very well. <laughs> well, I voted for the Dream Team. Well, so did everybody else. It, was, um, it wasn't a very close matchup. All right, I cannot remember uh, Super Bowl XLIII. I believe that is the Steelers and Cardinals. Yes. With the uh, tremendous catch by San Antonio Holmes in a corner of the end zone right after Big Ben missed him on the one before when he was more open. Yep. So uh, they're going up against uh, the Red Sox. That one wasn't fair. Reversing the curse. Down 0-3. 100 years of just sadness. Like. Okay, just move on. We know who Yeah, won. that one's easy. Uh, here's another easy one. Jackie Robinson's debut against the Music City Miracle. Okay. Jackie. Yeah. Uh, All right, so see how easily you came to that conclusion? That's what your logical brain should do for the Gehrig one against the Minneapolis Miracle. Right. So it's same level. I, I same did thing. mention, uh, you know, 
I had a biased opinion on that yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Hey, you didn't hear me. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> <laughs> it made my son like football, damn it. <laughs> it was real to me. <laughs> Still real to me, damn it. <laughs> All right, how about uh, Hank Aaron's 715th home run against Mary Lou Retton's perfect 10 in the 84 Olympics? That 715th home run, when he's rounding second, going to third, there's white fans running out on the field. That that moment just right there, not even hitting the home run, that right there shaking his hand, that's civil rights, that's America, that's baseball. A black man breaking the most iconic player in history, Babe Ruth's record, in the deep south, yep, and the whole stadium's on their feet cheering. And you said the white fans running around the field with him. Yep, it, that was a change. How a did, shift in society? Hank, Hank could have easily thought they were trying to kill him yep. because people wanted to. He even yep. said that. Yeah, he got a ton of letters, death threats, all that stuff. I is out of control. Like See, people want to talk about Jackie when he did, and I'm not dismissing what Jackie did, but Hank had the same type of stuff because of where he where he was. You know, all-time list, and the fact he was going up that home run ladder, he had to deal with the same type of threats. And like, I'm not going to get into the whole spill, but he handled it better than anyone could have ever done on and off the field. Dude, class. we we could do a whole show and just talk about Hank Aaron. So that was, I, that was easy. One. I mean, Sorry. I, I, yeah, just move on. All right, the 2006 Rose Bowl. That's the Vince Young USC. You know, one of the greatest games I've ever watched. Uh, going against the Cubs, winning the World Series. Mm. I mean, so it's the Cubs winning the World Series, but that game was incredible. I'll never forget the Reggie Bush lateral inside the 10 that got fumbled and went over to Texas. And if he doesn't do that and they just he just goes down, they win that damn game. Yep. And then Vince Young goes on the the best end of a college game ever. Yeah. I mean, just what a way to cap a career. That last drive that that was amazing. Amazing game to watch. But uh, sorry, the Cubbies, they they deserved it. Oh, yeah. All right. Can I call this one the catch, or are you going to get mad? You can call it the catch. Uh, that one's okay. You just can't call the other one the play. Yeah. Against uh, the great ones, the greatest game. So that was uh, Gretzky for the Kings, where I think he had, what, like four goals in a playoff game? I mean, something nuts. I don't like hockey, so that's a tough one for me. Uh, where do you go? The catch. Iconic. Yeah, it easily moved on. Uh, you I, cannot tell the history of the NFL without mentioning that play. No, uh, that that was uh, that was big. So so was the helmet catch from David Tyree, but he was up against uh, Tyson and Holyfield. The year bite. Yes. So uh, to me, because they're an undefeated team, and David Tyree never caught another pass in the NFL, it's the helmet catch. And it should easily win, even though Tyson bit a guy's ear off. So I, I also thought the that was more iconic. I did, but, I did too. But uh, Tyson, uh, Tyson was hungry for more, so he's advancing. <laughs> I eat your children. <laughs> Spinal. <laughs> uh, we're children sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Willie Mays, amazing catch, the over-the-shoulder uh, World Series grab. And uh, I actually came across an interesting video where they talk about just how amazing this was uh, up against uh, Tiger winning his last Masters, the most recent one, uh, the comeback. Uh, in this particular case, I'm a baseball fan, and I would have to, of course, go with the Willie Mays catch, but that last Masters was pretty incredible. Yeah, a lot of it's people. like a rock concert. It was, but a lot of people will uh, talk about how people make you know better defensive plays now uh, than what they saw then. But the thing I saw about the Willie Mays catch was, you know, that was at the Polo Grounds, and I don't think people realize how big center field was, and the the amount of ground he covered. Like I, I don't know, it's like when people try to figure out how fast Walter Johnson could pitch. I mean, it was just it was something different. So baseball wins again. Willie Mays advances. Uh, how about Doug Flutie? Hell Flutie, Boston College in the Orange Bowl against Miami with the Hell Mary against uh, Super Bowl Twenty Three. That is Joe Montana seeing John Candy in the stands and marching down and making sure the Bengals don't ever win a Super Bowl. <laughs> to me, that Flutie Hell Mary is one of the greatest, most iconic plays in the history of college football. It's top five in the history of college football. It wins. Yep, they agree. With yep, you. they he went he went on. So how about uh? Michael Jordan, the shot, you know, that's the one over Elo, uh, not over Ron Harper. 
against uh, yeah. Borg and McEnroe, one for the ages. Some consider the greatest tennis match of all time. It, it was incredible, but McEnroe was more known for doing a movie with Adam Sandler. Mr. Deeds? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Weren't they egging? They they were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jordan uh, advances here. So uh, last but not least, the Rumble in the Jungle against Adam Vinatieri starting a dynasty. It's got to be the Rumble in the Jungle. Yep, that was a one sixteen. So Ooh. yeah, down goes the Patriots. Th- these next this next round's gonna get tough. Yeah, I mean you got like you got the Rumble in the Jordan against the shot for Michael Jordan, Doug Flutie against Willie Mays, like. Can we see it's just Willie Mays catching the pass from Doug Flutie? Like, that would work. Who's your one favorite matchup or you think will be the closest? Uh, if I had to look, if I had to pick the the, the closest one, man, uh, you got the Cubs World Series win against Hank Aaron, but I, I think Aaron wins that one. Uh, I don't I, know. We got a lot of Chicago fans. We do. Um, I, uh, man, I will probably say... Man, Jimmy V against uh, Lou Gehrig. That's tough. Oh yeah, yeah. That kind of pulls at the heartstrings on both sides. It does. That that is a tough one. Um, You're sick, man. Wow, for baseball fans, I'd like to see if they go Kirk Gibson over the shot heard around uh, the world. Kirk Gibson. I think they will. Uh, immaculate reception against the hundred point game. Immaculate reception. Uh, we get the drive versus the play. It's the play, right? It's the play. Okay, he called it that. You heard it. If the play doesn't make an appearance in the Elite Eight, I'm disappointed. All right. How about the uh, fight of the century against uh, Joe Carter? Fight of the century. I think Joe Carter will win, though. (laughs) George Bush will beat the dunk contest. George Bush is a lock for the Sweet 16, and then it's the Miracle on Ice against Jesse Owens. That's Uh, that's a miracle on ice. That that is unfair for Jesse Owens. I think the biggest one is going to be Doug Flutie versus Willie Mays. Uh, That's that's probably the closest. That's what I meant. I mean that that's a that's a even even second round matchup. Right. That is uh who would they get if they advance? You're gonna get the winner of uh the Rumble in the Jungle and uh Jordan's the, the shot. So the winner of that one very well could make the Elite Eight. Yeah. I I I'll go ahead and say that. There's my prediction there. But I still think Miracle on Ice is the front runner to win it all. Am I wrong? No. Probably the most iconic sports, not only the play because of what happened, but we talked politics all that mixes into that play and it is one of the greatest calls in the history of sports hmm. well we'll see what happens all right i think that's enough show we went over the bracket it's been fun next time we do it it won't be as long because you know less games less matchups and but it starts tomorrow right it starts tomorrow so make sure you find us on facebook that's where we do it we're on instagram and twitter but we get more action for voting on facebook so that's where you got to go find we don't know sports it'll be there and lock in cast your emoji and don't get mad about what emoji we pick just deal with it damn it just vote move on it'll be fine don't know where to find it just ask your dad or grandma because they're on facebook the book face